What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, as always, I want to thank you, the listeners, for all the support, uh, the listening, the sharing, the interaction. It's it's still great. I'm still enjoying this ride. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's Thursday. I hope everyone's had a good week so far. I hope everyone's getting ready for the weekend. I hope everyone's got some big things planned this weekend. Um, nothing huge here. Just going to go to the water uh, probably uh, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I haven't decided where I'm going to go, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'll get out there. Uh, let me know what you guys are doing. Tag me some pictures. Uh, send me uh, a message on any of my uh, social media platforms, and uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, I'm also always looking for guests. Uh, you know, I got a lot of the big guys coming on right now, but uh, I'm always looking for other people. I don't care, um, you know, how great you are at this sport or whatever. Um, you know, if you can carry on a conversation, uh, we'll crack open some beers and uh, we'll talk. But uh, other than that, not much to talk about. Um, I'm not sure what's coming up this weekend. I'm not sure there's a big tournament or not. I'm really behind this COVID nineteen thing. Is uh, especially in New York, it's. Uh, Things have gotten better. I'm not going to deny that, but like, uh, you know, I was planning on going to East West Harbor. It doesn't look like I'm going to be able to go because Ohio has uh, made New York special list of uh, restricted states, and so I guess what that means if I was to go there, uh, when I get back, I would be I would have to um, let someone know, like, fill out some report that I was in there and, and, and had to be quarantined for 14 days, and I can't be quarantined for 14 days. My job, I won't get paid. Um, and if I don't report that I left and went there or to any other states on the, that's on the list, then, um, it could be like a two to $10,000 fine. At least that's what I'm, I'm thinking. At least that's how I understand the information put out. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Um, and I'm just not gonna take any changes. I just, this year sucks guys. And I, I know some of you have had it worse than others. You know, I, I couldn't complain too much. I got a job and I've been able to fish through this whole, uh, pandemic or, you know, whatever. Um, so you know, I shouldn't complain too much. I'm not really complaining. I'm just letting, you know, I'm just not going to be able to leave the state, really. Uh, I'm surrounded by, uh, you know, states that have, a, um, you know, a high number of uh, positive cases. Um, I don't really know what it all means. There's so much weird information being put out. Like, uh, you know, even me, I'm in medicine. And um, I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on. I have no idea. Um, it's just, you know, it's just it's so weird, man. But hopefully it doesn't affect you guys. Hopefully you guys are traveling and doing the things that you guys want to do, but uh, that's just kind of where I'm at now, so it sucks, <laughs> but anyways, uh, enough about that stupid shit, um, do me a favor, go to X-Zone Lures, uh, use capital D, capital W, 15, get yourself a discount, uh, can't say enough about those guys, uh, I use a lot of their uh, plastics, um, you guys know that, I say like every episode, right, because that's what you do for people who support the show. But um, obviously, uh, Outdoorsman Coffee, uh, Dark Waters 15, get yourself a discount there. Um, but yeah, those are my two supporters. Not much. Don't, don't really need anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm going to just jump right into this thing. Uh, Garrick Morgan, another uh, hammer from Arkansas, um, just came on the show. Recently won one of his local events at Lake Darnell. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Lake Darnell. You know, there's a Hobie event coming up there in September. He's looking forward to that. Um, something I would love to go to in the future. That's an eighteen-hour drive for me, so I doubt I'll be able to make it this season with all the stupid shit going on. But uh, you know, it's still, dude, it's gonna be huge, right? Because Arkansas is just is just swarmed with people who can fish, right? Cody Melton, Dwayne Bailey, like all these guys. Like it's Arkansas is a a state to be reckoned with. Um, but uh, they got a really good uh, local tournament scene there too. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about that. 
uh, he's running one. Obviously, Jeff Mollett runs one. And those guys just know what they're doing. So um, if you're looking to start your own club, those are some of the guys you want to talk to. But uh, it was cool having Garrett on, man. Garrett's a cool guy. We opened up a few beers, had a few conversations. I, I ran it some. Forgive me. I just – sometimes I talk and I drink too much. I just, just, you know, if you like the show, thank, thank you. Because, uh, you know, I listen to it sometimes. I cringe. I fucking cringe. But, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's, that's Garrett, man. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hope everyone's doing all right. Uh, have a good weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Ciao. All right, Garrett, man, welcome back to the Dark Water. It's been like six, seven months uh, since we last talked. The world was a lot different. Uh, you know, we had a lot more things to look forward to. We had big dreams, aspirations, and uh, things are getting back to normal. But, uh, you know, how you been? Yeah, man, you know, definitely things have uh, taken a turn for the unexpected, that's for sure. But, man, overall, I've been blessed. You know, I, I've been able to keep working. My right. wife's still been working through all this. Um, you know, so thankful for that. Um, you know, our local trail has, uh, you know, continued to do our thing. We just did it all virtual. And now, you know, we're starting to see some of the national organizations kind of get back to doing things and just kind of doing them virtual as well. So, uh, one good thing about kayak fishing, man, is we don't have to have these live weigh-ins. So that's kind of cool. Well, how much of your, uh, you know, your tournament season was affected by, I mean, Grant, I know, uh, Arkansas, just from having some of your guys on my show, um, you know, you guys are some of the, like, one of the, at one point, we're like one of the earlier states that were still doing the, uh, the virtual thing, uh, but as far as, like, the uh, national, did you miss anything big or anything that you had on your, uh, your list of things to do for 2020? Um, you know, the BASS series, uh, the Chickamauga, um, event was one I had on the schedule, um, so I missed that, but I will say, you know, I had planned to do originally the Kentucky Lake KBF um, and then you know me and the fam scheduled vacation during that week well then all this COVID stuff happened and they rescheduled that on a week I actually got to go so I ended up yeah. making that so it hurt me in some aspects it helped me in some others uh, the local trail that I, I get to fish um, man we just kept on keeping on um, you know we just rolled things into virtual format and just kind of kept trucking um, you know, of course, the NC was affected. Would have loved to uh, go to Gunnersville in the spring, but absolutely understand. Um, you know, that's a lot to try to coordinate in a short amount of time um, with that, uh, you know, being thrown at uh, Chad and, and the organization there at KBF to try to figure something out. So looking forward to going there in the fall. I really feel like even if we're still kind of experiencing things, they'll find a way to get it done even in the I mean, fall. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough and not, not to be like a, uh, you know, negative answer, but just other tournaments, you know, like a hundred, 200 people, maybe, you know, those things are a little more manageable, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when they try to send like six, eight, and then, you know, 800 people, like whoever qualified for a national championship is probably going to try to go to the national championship. Uh, you know, especially with everyone being stuck at home and everything. I just don't know if, uh, I don't know if that, if that will be allowed. It's such a high capacity. You know what I mean? Cause I just don't know. Like, 
and I don't know how, how you feel about things going on, like, in your neck of the woods, but up in New York, like, we're, like, out of the uh, – wherever most of the states are right now, we've been out of. Uh, we've just gotten down to where our numbers are, I guess, reasonable enough for uh, them to let us out of our homes and stuff. And so they're keeping – like, they won't let people from other states come in. And, you know, what's, you know what are other states going to do in a few months? I don't know. Everything's just so unpredictable. I couldn't imagine being someone like Chad Hoover right now with, like, so many unknown variables, so many uh, – I mean, who knows? Who knows where we're gonna be in the fall? I just don't see things like. Um, I mean, when I say getting better, I mean that very loosely because I don't know what good and bad is right now with this whole COVID nineteen. There's so much misinformation and so much, uh, whatever. There's so much like just weird shit going on with. It. I just don't yeah. know. It, it, it's it's like you know what I think about as irrelevant. You know, like you know the things that are going on here. I don't necessarily agree with, but what am I gonna do? That's that's what the uh, the governor of New York decided that we we're gonna do. So I don't know what it's, it's gonna be like. You know, three months from now, I just know that we're not really out of it. Like I thought, you know, it was really, I got really complacent about, uh, about a month ago. I was like walking around like, oh, everything's getting better. Everything's getting better than normal. And then, uh, you know, Florida does what Florida does best and just kind of, kind of, kind of screws everything up. And, uh, you know, and, and here we are, but I know, I hope the national championship happens this year. I know a lot of people were looking forward to it. I just, I just don't know where we're going to be come fall time. I got I, pretty much 2020. I'm over it. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm like 2021 is kind of where I want to be right now. I kind of want to just like. Fast forward, wake up one day, and it's you know get ready for whatever my first tournament will be in 2021. Right, man. You know, at the end of the day, any virus, um, you know, has to run its course, and yeah, the only way we get past this is herd immunity. And the only way that takes place is for people to get the virus and for them to create antibodies uh, within within their system. And you know, unfortunately, the reality is. You know, 1.5 to 2 percent of the population is going to be impacted by this. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to minimize that and trying to min- minimize the impact on the healthcare system. I think that's really the, the reason for the government stepping in and putting the regulations uh, in place. Essentially, is to make sure the healthcare system doesn't get right. overwhelmed and that there's enough beds um, and ventilators for folks that may absolutely need those. But I think for the general population. Um, you know, I think we're going to be just fine. I think this is going to run its course. Yeah. I think, you know, definitely, you know, as we roll into November, December, um, you know, we're kind of looking at some more normalized um, behavior patterns for the rest of us as far as getting back to to life, man. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to 2021 for sure. But I really think 2020 will still have um, some big events uh, towards the fall. You know, we'll still have TOC. Yeah, we're going to get our national championship, um, you know, and we'll just have to do it as best we can under the circumstances that we have. Yeah, I guess I guess, I guess that's the better way to put it, because like one thing that I've learned about cut, you know, from our sport is that it's very flexible. Yeah. Um, and so whatever, you know, let's just say, you know, the national championship comes up in the fall. However, we thought it was supposed to be is not the way it's go- it, it has to be like, I mean, right. It might be it might be like, you can, who knows? But I mean, like up here, like at one point, it was like. All right, you can fish any lake in this region for because you know, we had like, especially earlier in this the, the pandemic. Um, our local club like okay, well we can't do an actual one lake meetup, but how about we do, all right, the, whatever like this area you can fish whatever lake you want. Don't don't clog up the uh, the boat launches or whatever. But uh, that's the way we're gonna do it. It was supposed to be one single lake we were all supposed to meet up on, but instead we'll do it this way. We got flexible with it. I mean now it's getting back to where it's kind of like normal. I mean we still don't have. Um, yeah. We still don't have captain meetings or anything like their live captain meetings or anything like that or uh, award ceremonies, but we're still out there doing what we do. And we're still seeing each other on the lake, but like it, we're very flexible. So I imagine, 
I imagine like, you know, if you're Chad Hoover or whoever, you know, AJ or those guys, like you're, you're, you're looking at this shit, you're planning and like, you're coming up with some like some sneaky shit just in case. Cause I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, we're very flex, you know, it's like I said, the sport's very flexible. We don't have, like, we have so many advantages yeah. that, you know, we don't need so many resources like, you know, the big boat world or other sports do like, you know, Man. so I, I kind of agree with you in that sense that, you know, as long you know, as long as everyone's, you know, just creative and flexible and, and, and ready just to do what we what you're allowed to do. And uh, and get over what you thought that it was going to be like you know it's, it's not gonna, I don't think anything's going to be like it was last year for a, a good bit for you know you know until some kind of vaccines created or everyone decides hey we're going to live freely and and, and just and, and say do what it's supposed to do it's just so hard I really, got so think, many- I really think that's going to happen sooner Americans aren't you know programmed to stay in their house they're not programmed to stay you know in one state in one city. And at the end of the day, like, it's going to be really hard to keep people um, con- contained and confined into one area. So I think, you know, in the long run, you know, folks are going to eventually just, you know, kind of go do what they want to do when they want to yeah. do it over a period of time. Um, you know, so it is what it is. But I'll tell you, man, is that, speaking about the big boat world is, you know, I, I hop on a little radio show. Uh, in Little Rock ever so often and kind of talk about the kayak world. And I talked about Tourney X quite a bit. And yeah. it's interesting. A lot of our boat tournaments, uh, I say a lot, a few, you know, had started using Tourney X. And even our high school um, championship for the state of Arkansas, they went to Tourney X um, so that they could continue to fish, yeah. um, which was pretty cool to see them, you know, big boats kind of adopt, you know, what kayak anglers do. And find, you know, a different way for them to be able to keep competing and, and kind of keep those kids active. Uh, and that's, fishing, so. that's kind of a blessing in disguise, too, because I know a lot of those big boat guys, they love their big waves and stuff. But uh, we had one uh, local tournament on the water, like, last weekend in my tournament. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not really trying to talk shit, but, like, we were all coming off the uh, the launch together because I guess our tournament's in at the same time. And we were all probably social distancing. We not anything like that. But, like, I listen to the guys talk, and then, like, the guys said, how do you do, like, Oh, I lost 17 pounds, and you know, it didn't didn't dawn on me until I was a little bit more. But that, that means like their fish died, uh, in in the um in the live pool, and that was, that was like some of the th- some of the things like, I kind of disliked about, especially on our lakes, is that like, you know, they come in with a live pool, and a lot of those fish die, or they leave them, or, like they drop them off in areas that they're not, you know, whatever it is. But it just seems like it'd be smarter to do something like a tourney X style where we don't have to have those big weigh-ins, where we're taking fish all the way from one side of the lake to the next, and you know, you lose, you know, a really big fish. It takes like, you know, almost half a decade to get that size. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. I would love to see more of the, uh, like the tourney X to see those guys really kind of adopt and I mean, whatever changes need to be changed. But, you know, it, it, it kind of sucked to hear when I'm out there struggling all day and these guys had to, you know, throw fish out cause they died. You know, I could very easily use a few of those, you know? Yeah, man. And you know, it's really bad on a fishery to take fish from one end of a lake or a river system and dump them all back into the same right. spot. You know, yeah. one of the good things about Arkansas is the Arkansas Game of Fish is pretty active in a lot of our tournaments for our big boat tournaments. And they will actually collect a lot of the fish there at the weigh-ins and take them to different locations and release them. Um, so I've seen that happen a couple times, um, you know, especially on Darnell and, and some of those bigger bodies that get fished quite a bit, like Wachita. Um, But, you know, you think about that, man. You get you know, 100 boaters in a day, you know, let's just say half the field brings in five fish, and then they dump them all at one ramp after the event, and there's only so many resources for those right. fish 
to go after in that area, then, you know, it's kind of, you know, really hurting the fish at the end of the day. So I really love what we do as far as the catch photo release. Uh, I think it's healthy for the fisheries. I think, you know, kayak anglers are going to continue to have a a big impact on um, how big boats could look at things. and, And hopefully we can continue to influence them a bit. Yeah, like give and take or pull from each other because, I mean, we would love to have some of the resources and the things they have, uh, you know, or whatever. And I'm sure now they're getting to where they are where they can't have the big tournaments like they used to or, or, or do them the way they used to, you know, using what we did with Tourney X. I mean, there's just so – I mean, there's a lot – I think there's a lot we can learn from each other to help e- each of our sports either carry on or grow from where we're at, you know? Absolutely, man. So tell me what happened this uh, past week. I heard you finally, finally got a win this year. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, we had a, our local event on Darnell. Um, so, you know, it's a river system uh, on the Arkansas River, um, one of the lakes on the Arkansas River from dam to dam there um, between Fort Smith and Little Rock. Um, you know, it, I've fared well there in years past. Um, you know, two years ago, I got second last year, I got first. And then, uh, this year I ended up getting first again. Um, but man, it's really a healthy fishery. Um, you know, like I said, that Arkansas Game of Fish does an awesome job of stocking it, of, you know, when there are big boat tournaments, making sure that they disperse those fish evenly across the lake when they throw them back in. Um, you know, I found something pretty good, free fishing, shallow and that's the thing I love about a river system. And, you know, Hobie's coming here in September. Uh, I presume we'll have under, over 100 anglers uh, at that, that event. I mean, by the time you factor in our local anglers in Arkansas, the folks that'll come over from Texas, the folks that'll come over from Missouri, the folks that'll come over from Oklahoma, um, and the few from Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, I think we'll have well over 100 people at that event. And, the awesome thing about river systems is you can always find fish shallow, in my opinion, um, especially if they start pulling some current here and there. Um, you know, a lot of that bait and those crawfish and bait fish, they have to try to scurry, you know, over to uh, a little bit deeper water. And a lot of those bigger fish or, or fish in general will kind of hang on the edges of uh, flats and things like that and just wait on those fish to kind of come down. So uh, pre-fishing-wise, Man, I found something in a creek channel um, that set up really well. Kind of got back in some areas, some big boats really couldn't go. I was catching fish early on a buzz bait. Um, in practice, man, I caught a lot of, you know, 17 to 18-inch fish um, in that area. I have a spot on that lake that I go to that does pretty well that has some deeper water. So I kind of had that in my back pocket. That's where I won the event out of last year where I got second the year before. And even, you know, three years back, I did, I got fifth in the state tournament there. Um, so, you know, I didn't want to have to run there right away. I knew big boats would be in there. I knew other kayak anglers would be there. So I wanted to try this other spot out, um, you know, with the buzz bait thing going on early. Went in there, man, kind of did my thing. I probably caught 12 fish before 10 o'clock. Unfortunately, they dropped the water out um, a little bit too much. Um, so pre-fishing wise is probably up another two foot. And now, you know, you're talking about being two foot low. Uh, a lot of those fish had really, scur- the bigger fish had scurried out of there. Um, so I caught a lot of fish between 10 and 16 inches, had a decent limit, 
um, pulled up, went to my other spot by 10 o'clock, uh, tied on some baits for that area um, for some deeper water. Um, but I, you know, interestingly enough, I didn't really end up fishing all that deep water because I went there first, couldn't get bit. So I went to the back of this area. I found one floating grass mat. And, um, you know, shout out to Cody Milton, um, who's an Arkansas angler, um, who I spent some time with on Lake Conway preparing for the KBF. And, you know, Cody's really good at punching grass mats. And that's yeah. not something that I'm um, an expert at by any means or something I've really tried a whole lot. Uh, but I got a chance to kind of watch him do it a bit and saw how effective he was. And, um, you know, lo and behold, I find this one lone isolated small floating grass mat in the back of a pocket and uh you know cody had kind of told me he looks for those you know those those smaller ones that are isolated and it just so happened to have you know a little bit of an opening in the middle of this grass mat and man i, I flipped a little creature bait in there just to kind of see what happened i got bit right away yeah. caught a 16 and a half incher and um you know that's one thing that i think is really important is stepping out there Right. Yeah. So I started on the local scene and um, did really well. But I put myself out there enough to go fish some national events. Had I never done that, I would have never met Cody, even though he's from Arkansas, because I yeah. met him at national events. Cody didn't really fish local events, but getting the opportunity to go to a national event, develop relationships with other people, and then get an opportunity to fish with them later and then kind of, you know, learning some things they do. Maybe they learn some things you do and you share that kind of information, um, you know, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and take one on the chin sometimes going to these national events. Yeah. I fared well in some, and I've absolutely stunk it up in some. But the, the piece about it is you need to be able to take something away from it every time you go, whether it's, hey, this person won that event by doing X, Y, Z, or, you know, you built a relationship with somebody while you were there, and you guys can go fish later and, and learn something from each other at that point. Um, you know, but I ended up pulling four fish off that one grass mat that day. I'm telling you, it was no bigger than the size of the bed of my truck. And two of those fish that I pulled out of there helped me cull, um, you know, from the fish I had that morning. I ended up culling, you know, four out of five fish that were already on my, you know, stringer uh, from the morning. Ended up catching a 21-incher. Also, man, there's this one laydown in the back of this little area Dude, the last three tournaments, I ain't making this shit up. I have gotten broke off on that laydown when I hook into a fish. And I threw in there and got broke off. And I was like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. And this was right before I caught the 21-incher. So I throw in there, I get broke off, and, you know, I start to lose my stuff there for a minute. I'm like, you know what, just grab another rod. And, you know, crazy enough, I just grabbed the rod, the mother heavy, that had a jig on it. And I put this huge creature bait on the back of it, you know, odd combination. And throw it, I saw a little grass patch on the bank. It wasn't very big. Threw it up there, and that thing never even hit the bottom. It took off running. I set the hook, and that was at 21 inch or so. Keeping that positive mental attitude and kind of putting those things yeah. behind you. You know, two years ago, I probably would have lost my stuff about that, you know, getting broke off. But, you know, learning that, that happens to everybody through the course of the day assume that you know hey the guy that's ahead of you or the guy that's behind you is also getting broke off at some point yeah. during the day or something like that's gonna happen you know because you go well, it's really days. weird because i i talked to a lot of guys you know like the cody miltons and everyone 
and you won't be like it's surprising, but you talk to them like how much they break off or how much they they bird nest because they didn't fix the or whatever or they, or they had the drag too loose or whatever. Like hearing all the things that happened to them or like some of the things that like you know that will pretty much ruin my day or ruin my tournament uh, or at least or at least put it up put it you know in a uh, you know, a net, like I'll have like a you know a yeah. shitty feeling you know whatever especially if you miss a fish because you know I don't have like all the confidence in the world like if I miss a big fish that that fucking hurts you know what I mean because you know, I just I, I don't I, I don't have a you know I, I, I said I, I know where I'm at you know skill wise and so you know, I you know I base I base where I am off all my my, my past you know what I mean because all I had to really base it off of so you know if I miss a 20 inch fish it's like it's gonna be like two months before I get a 20 inch fish again you know you're in the middle of a tournament or something like that and so. You know, but you're right. Like everybody goes through those. Uh, like everyone, like everyone breaks off. Everyone did. Everyone learns that you that you need to uh, retire. You know, retire or whatever. Like everyone learns these lessons, or everyone has these uh, these things that happen. It's, it's just part of the game. It's, you know, it's those are like those inches that they're they're gonna determine like if you win or not, or like, based off not making those kind of mistakes and not missing those fish. And that's yeah. probably why you have the Cody Miltons and the Russ Snyders and yeah. all the other guys who are are putting up these big numbers and winning these big tournaments, you know, repeatedly. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man. You know, they they've learned to just keep that mentality just moving forward. Moving right. forward, moving forward. They're not fishing looking in their rear view mirror. And, you know, that's not easy to do, you know, especially like you're saying, like, you know, me for this year, I haven't caught a lot of 20-inch fish in tournaments, um, whereas years past, man, you know, I haven't had any trouble with that. Um, and, you know, your tournament career kind of goes up and down, right? So you have, you have moments and times and years and months where you're on top, and then you have years where you're kind of on the downslide, and you just got to weather that storm. And, you know, you kind of get to the next spot where you have your next little uptick. But I think really kind of keeping it positive. Um, and for me, when I broke off right then, you know, here I am, you know, in the middle of our, well, towards the end of our season for NFK Central. And I'm second in Angler of the Year points, um, second in the tournament at this point. And I, you know, that day and I get broke off and I'm like, oh, my God, like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, I needed that fish. But. You know, I just I knew in my mind, like, just get back in the water. There's fish in this area. You know, you've caught some out of this mat. You got broke off on this log. So just work your way to the next spot that looks good and, and throw back in. I'd be dang, I caught the 21 inch. And it was one of those things when I set the hook and like I was kind of going this direction. And I set the hook. It pulled the nose of the kayak. The <laughs> yeah. Like I knew it was a good fish. Right. You know, and so I was like, it, if I. When I got that fish in, it was probably one of the better feelings I've had in a long time. Kind of knowing, I knew at that moment the tournament was over. Like, right, I, I right. Knew it was done. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I haven't had that. People tell me about that moment where it's like you just know, like it's just. Uh, oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, go, going back to because uh, maybe it's something similar, but do you, do you punch a lot or is that just something you just kind of picked up just Man, because of? Uh, I've you know, never, was, never in my life caught a fish doing it until this weekend well let me it's, it's, yeah. something happened something happened to me similar it was really cool and i, I like to talk about it because like you know I, i've been learning a lot this year because you know like the last few years i do decent at tournaments but i just i, I never caught the uh the big fish in a tournament and so like this year I, i'm kind of like you know why is that happening and so i'm out there fishing this weekend and uh you know I, i'm doing uh, i love to throw a wacky rig and i was doing a few top waters yeah. and I, you know i was getting like some 14 inch some you know, 12 30 you know just wasn't those numbers and i'm like looking over and i'm like i gotta do something else 
And I got, so I'm looking over and I look over like I'm going to go fish this this grass like these, these mats over here like these yeah. top. I'm like, and so you know like frog. I have a very horrible like hookup ratio of the frog, so I never use it in a tournament. But I'm like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna keep catching these 12 inch, 15 inch like yeah. you need you need to get out there and do this because you know you know like I mean like every person will tell you there's big fish under those mats. You yeah. gotta go out there and get them. So you know I go with the frog. And, you know, I didn't catch the, the the winning fish. Hell, I didn't even place top ten. But it was still a cool experience because, you know, I went outside my comfort zone. And, like, I was catching big, you know, decent size. Any other tournament, this tournament was just weird. Nobody was catching huge fish. But still, it upgraded me. And it was for one, like, now now, now I know how to frog fish. You know, I'm over there, like, just one after yeah. another, just ripping them out. I'm like, oh, shit, that's yeah. that's how you become better at fishing. That's how you, uh, you know, to go out there and do something like that and, and get better. Because, I mean, that's a, that's a – Things like punching a frog or learning how to offshore fish, things like that, like they increase your chances of getting big fish, you know? No doubt, man. And, and even like at my home lake, Conway, I got a buddy of mine and he just started kayak fishing, but he's been bass fishing for like a couple of years. He's a retired cop, um, you know, is uh, out on disability, so I didn't work anymore. So he's kind of picked up fishing, kind of as a therapy of sorts as well. Right. And uh, I kept telling him, I was like, dude, you know, you need to go out here and flip some of these cypress trees in the middle of the lake. But just like you're saying, you know, he's never caught a fish off a cypress tree. Yeah. So he really feel comfortable doing it. And finally, I talked him into, you know, we were in a big boat tournament out there. I said, dude, let's just go out here to these trees. Trust me, we'll, we'll end up running into some fish. And it's just one of those things. Until you do it, until you hook a fish yeah. and you catch it and get it in a boat. And, man, we went over there and, and he got on some good fish. And I got on some good fish, and we did well. And now that's all he wants to go do is go flip cypress trees. Yeah. And I have a feeling that's going to be me now. All I'm going to want to go do is punch mats for a while now. Yeah, I think I think a lot of times as anglers, like you just really you stick to. And I, I, there's like a it's like a catch point too because you know there is that saying like the Bruce Lee where it's like uh, you can be the guy who knows a thousand punches. Or you can be the one guy who practices one punch a thousand times, or whatever it is. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? Like I'm a horrible. Yeah. My, my memory's shot. And so like, the same thing with fish. It's like, cause you can get caught up in the whole like I need this, I need this lure, I need that lure. And next thing you know, you got 20 different techniques in your kayak, and you're and, and you're not good at any of them. Um, and so you so you, you know, you, you just you just suck it. You know, it, every time you go out, like you're just all over the place. And so like you know, you learn like, oh, maybe I just need to get good at this these these few specific things but if you do that too much and which you should you should get good at only a few things and then grow but then you also gotta like 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 my the wacky rig for me is like when i get scared i go to the wacky rig because it, <laughs> it, it, it just it is what it is like you catch fish yeah. but uh you know the, the problem with that is that you miss the opportunity to to grow because i guess you get so comfortable like, we, like even on a day like where you're like just fishing for fun yeah like the day sucks and, and like you're just gonna stick to that wacky rig it's like no Go to that go to those mats, sit there for two three hours, and learn how to catch a fish in the mats. There's nothing on the line here. There's nothing that's you know like right now it's just your ego you're battling. Like you know how to wacky rig fish, or you know how to throw a chatterbait. Those are great, but you're not catching anything on them because all the fish you want are underneath those mats. Go get them. And uh, that was kind of like something that I learned. Cause I, I, you know, I had to flip this time you know this year too because flipping into like the big grass up here, like you can't really fish a chatterbait through it. You gotta find those holes, those opening, and then they you know. I'm pulling fish out of there left and right. I could, you know, I could do this a long time ago, but you know, you get fixated on these specific techniques because, you know, you want to catch fish, but yeah, because you want to catch fish so bad, you don't catch fish. <laughs> yeah, man. And then you know, every year it seems like I find a a little 
you know, something that I stick to for a little bit, you know, um, whether it be a, a particular plastic or a particular swim jig or a spinnerbait or something, I'll end up finding something that, man, I'm just catching them on. And I'll ride that thing out for a couple months sometimes, and then yeah. I'll be too stubborn, you know, when it's time to finally, you know, put that thing aside. You know, it's like, you know, you're, you're sitting there fishing memories. It's like, oh, I've been catching them on this, but... Yeah, for know. me, for me, the issue was it was the uh, the chatterbait. Like I really, because last year it was all about crankbaits, especially the square bait. But this year it was all about. You know, it, it started off great, like uh, you know, the pre-spawn. Like every time I threw a chatterbait, I'm just catching, and then the grass gets yeah. a little higher, just ripping them out, just catching them, catching them, and then it gets a little hot. The grass gets a little thick. Uh, the chatterbait's not that easy to move, and then it's just like it's hard. Like, I mean, I still catch them, but it's just not as consistent as I was. And that's when I had to, like, okay, you got to do something different. You need to start throwing some of those frogs. And you start, you know, pitching into – not the, not the mass, but pitching into, like, just, like, yeah. the, high, the high grass and stuff like that. So – and I'm catching fish, but it, 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 took a, it took a while to get over, like, that stubbornness. Like, thinking that chatterbait was going to be okay all year long, that I was never going to need anything else. or And, you know, it bit me in the ass, but now it's like, you know, you live – have you learned to grow like this is a you know it's, it's it's a sport that you you grow up with it's not something that you know we just get better right away like you're gonna be doing doing this your whole life so you know you're gonna learn these different things and you gotta be open to these things and and, and grow as an angler but uh this has been a really good year for me not tournament wise as far as like confidence and learning how to fish these different techniques and learning how to fish the, those hard areas that you you want to avoid a lot of times you, you probably remember when you first started like avoiding some of those like mats and things like that because they're, they're difficult they can be difficult to fish but once you learn how to fish them damn you know yeah yeah no doubt man i tell you and you know i don't how, i don't know how many folks y'all get for your local events but you know in central arkansas the first couple of years i fish i fish with a different club and we'd average anywhere from i don't know 14 to maybe 20 people per event and, you know, it wasn't difficult at that time to yeah. find yourself in the top five if you had a decent day. And by decent day, I say, you know, 75 inches or better. Um, whereas now, you know, we've started a, a club in NSK Central, um, you know, and, and partnered with NSK Northwest Arkansas, uh, who have really been doing it right from the get-go. So they were the fastest growing club in the state. Um, you know, they averaged, you know, anywhere from 60 to 80 folks per event, which was huge for any um, kayak group in the nation. And uh, we, we got to talking with Jeff Malott, um, who's done a lot for the sport, really great guy to partner yeah. with, about, you know, hey, what, what have you guys been successful in doing? We're really wanting to grow a club here in Central Arkansas. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get a little mad kids to go to go to bed. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, um, you know, they really seem to find a niche in having a hub of sorts um, in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, and really trying to stay within an hour, ten hour and a half of that area. And yeah. you know what we were finding here in Central Arkansas is the clubs that were kind of running events. Man, they were spread all out. They they were trying to cover way too much space within the state um, yeah. and so we partnered with jeff and those guys and said hey you know we think we can put a club in central arkansas even though there's already two we think we can put one a third one there and we think we can uh present something that's beneficial to anglers that's centered around anglers 
um, that would be attractive to them and, you know, make it to where folks really wanted to come back and continue uh, to grow the club. But I'll tell you, <laughs> a sidebar of that is this. You know, when you go from fishing events where there's 14 to 20 people or so, so now you start a new club, and in our first year last year, we averaged 28 anglers per event. Man, you're talking about it's a little harder to win. Like, you're yeah. not automatically showing up in the top five just because you went and fished. Like, right. you know, suddenly you're adding more people. You're adding some folks from the big boat world that, you know, kind of know what they're doing. They're just realizing, hey, I can go do this in a kayak now. I don't have to, you know, have the boat payment and all that. To then this year – Man, we've grown into having 37 anglers per event. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, my first one in the year. Hey, I'm proud of this sucker. I am very proud of this win this year because our local events now are not a cakewalk. And, right. you know, three years ago, the events that I was fishing, I'll be honest with you, I worried about one or two guys. And that was it. Whereas yeah. now I show up and go fish these events and, man, there's 10 to 15 guys that could kick my butt on any given day. And, you know, that's what actually makes you a better fisherman. Right. That's, that's what pushes you and gets you to a point um, to where you're constantly looking for improvements. But it's good, it's, it's good every once in a while to get your ass kicked because it makes you have a little self-reflection. You know, yeah. and that happened to me a couple times this year where I was like, damn, was I not working hard enough? Did somebody outwork me? Did somebody yeah. outstudy me? Did somebody, you know, put in more time than I did? And, and it makes you self-reflect and say, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to put in more time. I'm going to pre-fish harder. And I'm going to go out there and give it all I got. But the only way you can get better is to push yourself and have other people pushing you. And I really think, you know, with our club, we've gotten to a place where we have a lot of good anglers and we're pushing each other and we're challenging each other and in the long run what that's doing is raising the bar and everybody's getting better yeah no no i agree said we, we've got especially the last two years in our club i started off three years ago but you know three years ago it was small i wouldn't say small it was like averaging probably like 12 to 25 people per tournament depending on where it is but, uh, you know, got bigger the next year. And then this year, like, it's mid-July, and we had almost 60-something people at this, last, <laughs> this past tournament this, uh, you know, this past Saturday. And That's awesome. the thing, it, it was so crazy. Like, I came in 28th place. Uh, first, I had 46 and a quarter. We do, we do three fish limits. Yeah. Um, first place had, like, 51 inches. But behind him, we were all separated by, like, an inch, inch and a half, yeah, two exactly. inches. It, it, it's just, like, if I would have caught – one 17, a 17-inch fish, I probably would have been in the top 10. You know, and, and but it's like, we were all like, I didn't really, because I'm sitting there like, look at my place. I mean, and this sucks. Like, why, you know, because, like, like, you know, I caught those fishes out of the, you know, with a frog. I'm like, dude, I should be, like, I should be way, way up there. I should be at 20th place, you know, things like that. And then you just realize that, like, wow, everybody was fishing their ass off. It was like, yeah, instead of realizing, like, like, how good we, like, we've become. Like, you know, I love the Nashville scene, but sometimes you just got to really, like, sit back and, like, appreciate what you got, like, locally, because it's like, these guys can fish. Like we're like we're, we're like oh, hell, we're, yeah. we're going out there and like we're like fish by fish, um, you know. And, and, and there's been a few tournaments that were really hard days, and like you just see the like the things these guys are doing. It's just like you know, like I love the national scene, but sometimes I get I'm a little, I get a little more like um, a little biased in my home, like 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 you know, Central New York, uh, where I'm at right now. It's just like 
too. Like these guys could go to any one of your tournaments and hurt your feelings. Like these guys know how to fish. A lot of stuff that's keeping them for these tournaments, you know, and as you know, it, it's not the easiest life to live. Um, you know, if you're not, you know, if you got families and stuff like that, you can't make all these big tournaments. And so these local tournaments is where it's at. And like, these guys are battling, like they're on the national scene. Like these guys take it seriously. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many times, you know, like I show up to go pre-fish and there's like 20 kayaks in there and I get frustrated. Cause I'm like, these sons of bitches are fishing in my area. <laughs> and, you know, and then like, you know, like this, this past weekend, I was just very, like, like I'm going to fish this. Cause I thought I found a hidden launch that you paid for. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I got the spot. Cause no one was out there pre-fishing when I was out there pre-fishing. Yeah, I yeah. show up in the morning, there's like ten boats. I'm like, I'm like, God. <laughs> and you know, and it was really funny. Like the guy that came, that came out there and won it didn't pre-fish at all. Like he's in the military. He's a little bit further up north, <laughs> about two hours up north. So he's not really part of Central New York, but like they don't we don't have anything up there. So I'm hoping they start something up there like yeah. you guys do. Like start making a little bit more uh, smaller hubs. Uh, so yeah. people got to travel far. But uh, he comes down, no pre-fishing, just whoops everyone's ass. Whoops everyone's <laughs> ass. You know, I mean, just. It's the local scene, man. Like, uh, if it's done right, which it sounds like, you know, especially Jeff. I know Jeff. I don't know if a few times, but you know, Jeff. Uh, you know, my my uh my tournament director. These guys know what they're doing. Whether it was, you know, it happened on accident or it was just by design. But it's like it, 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 it it's creating these really good anglers. You know, on the local scene. That you know, you're right. It does make you better. Like I think I get more out of this, and I do a uh, you know, for right now. Like I don't I don't travel to all the the big tournaments because of uh. Yeah. The money thing, but like, but I mean, it's still a learning experience when you go out there and you get your ass whooped by your hometown boys and things like oh, that. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we saw it last year. Um, you know, I talk about Northwest Arkansas, who you know we've kind of uh, mirrored their format, and um, you know, kind of, I mean, what who better to copy than somebody that's that's knocking it out of the park? But you know, one of their top anglers uh, year after year after year is Cole Sykes. And, you know, he just showed up to the fishing. Oh, no, actually, I think he qualified last year um, at a Hobie event at Ten Killer, I think is where it was. But long story short, you know, a lot of folks don't know him nationally. Um, you know, same thing, you know, didn't have a lot of opportunity to travel. But, you know, he shows up to the TOC and finishes in the top ten. And that just goes to show, you know, he's been fishing against you know, 60 to 80 people per event up there in Northwest Arkansas for the last yeah. three years and consistently finishing, you know, as the top angler of the year. Um, I mean, you know, some of those local sticks, man, that you don't really know their name, yeah. you know, they could show up to some of these events and really, you know, show out a little bit. Well, well I think the, the best thing we could both agree with is that, like, you know, just because – People aren't fishing these, uh, you know, these um, big tournaments and being around the best of the best of the best all the time. Doesn't mean you can't like get better and and make yourself a better angler by, you know, just just fishing your local, you know, your local tournaments and, and getting rid of those guys and learning from the best that you're surrounded with and you know things like that. That's gonna make you a better angler. Like you don't have if you can't do it, if it's not within your your financial means to go out there and travel all the way to. Uh, you look yeah. across to go fish the Hobie event. That doesn't mean that you're not gonna get better. Like you, like I think you know the best thing to tell someone is to compete. If there's a tournament, compete. Uh, if you if, yeah. if you got if you got a local chapter, compete. If you don't, and all you can do is online events, compete. You know, just do these things and talk to people and and, and learn. Um, because I mean, it's like you said, like the people, some of the people up here who who can't really travel, dude. Like if if they could, 
and then every now and then, like, it's funny. You'll see like every now and then you'll see like a, a nobody who travels to like a KBF event, and it just who was that guy? He comes in, takes your money, and they don't see him again for a for you know, a while, or whatever. But you know, it better be like I guess you would say like never miss an opportunity to be a better angler or, or to learn something from someone, uh, whether it's a, you know a local level, national level, or whatever level. Like I mean, like it, it it'll, it'll all make you a better angler in the end. Yeah, no doubt, man. You know, I, I will say also though, if you have a national event come to your area, you know, yeah. and you are the local stick, I expect you to sign up. Yeah. Don't not sign up because you're afraid to get your ass whooped. Right. Okay. Because I've seen that in Arkansas plenty of times. You know, where these guys that claim to be, you know, the best stick in Arkansas, and they, you know, go beat up in, on, you know, Jimbo and and. Joe Blow over here, and, and a national event comes to their home state, and they don't even sign up for the event. And it's like, you know, you don't have to travel anywhere. You yeah. know, all you got to do is sign up for the fish in, fish in, and, and make it to the tournament. You know, so I, I do agree folks can get better fishing in their local club, but I'll also say, like, if something comes to your area and, you know, you don't sign up to fish it and you're out there running your mouth about how great you are, you probably need to keep it stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely. You see that a lot in Florida, huh? With those <laughs> with those <laughs> I hope he listen I hope he listens. <laughs> I, I love the shit talking, but uh yeah, no, I I agree I agree hundred percent, man. I agree one hundred percent. Um but yeah, so what do you got coming up now? I know um you know first off, like like were you just one how often do you fish that lake? Honestly, just when I have an event coming up. Okay, so, so, so you don't have any, man, you don't have any like big advantage coming up for the Hobie event then, right? Um, nothing big. I got a local event. Originally, I wanted to go to the BASS at Lacrosse, logistically with my job and stuff. I, I just don't think I can make that happen. Um, but I'll my next big event is probably going to be Darnell for the Hobie. Um, we have a local event that's going to be our first night tournament, which should be cool. Um, hopefully, we get some folks signed up for it, but. Darnell, man, you know, interestingly enough, the first time I ever fished it was pre-fishing for our state championship, and um, me and Darnell just hit it off, man. I mean, it, it, I grew up in Texarkana, which is southwest Arkansas, and so that water down there is really dirty. It's really muddy, and a lot of times on Darnell, the water's muddy, and I guess that's why we get along is, you know, I, I'm used to fishing that muddier water. Fishing shallow is my thing. You can always fish shallow Darnell, I feel like. Um, river systems, I love. I've spent a lot of time on rivers. I, I know how to fish current. And so, you know, anytime there's some current being pulled, I feel comfortable there. But, you know, I've had a, a fifth place finish there in the state. I've had a second place and now two first place finishes there um, on local events. So I feel pretty good about Darnell overall. Yes. Yeah. Can be like, so... The big one's gonna be in September. Um, there's gonna be a lot of people there because a lot of people, dude. Hobie's killing it this year, and a lot of people like I don't know if you saw like what happened this past weekend, but there's a lot of people who really want that anger of the year points right now. Right now, I think Russ Snyder has put a whooping on everybody, but uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that are still in it. When you look at like that uh, that list they put out, the rankings for it, it's just like it's a who's who's list, and any one of those guys can you give a good day. Uh, I can't remember what there's like two events left. I think after this one or is it three. The Coos- uh, I know they got the Coosa River. River. They got Darnell. I don't know if they have anything in August, do they? I don't. I'm no, not I don't. 
I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay, take that back. I think they do. I think they they do have August. They just put the uh, Saskatchewan River on it. Okay. Just for, just like yesterday, I saw because because Erie got canceled. They're putting uh, Pennsylvania or PA on there. So a lot of people are be doing that. I think the eighth or ninth of uh, August. Um, so that's just, I think it's like what three more events and like it's just like a who's who's list. Obviously, you know, Russ Snyder just he's taking first place at two of them. Um, you know, that guy's a jerk, man. I don't know what like, he should not be left <laughs> fishing anybody. But I mean, like, still, Kurt Smith looking good. A lot of people. I mean, it's just it's it's a who's who's list, man. Like Hobie's. It's fun to watch the like the Hobie event's pretty fun to watch because you see the rankings and you, and you know it's a lot like. A lot of the English just do them. You know what I mean? It's not like all some of the other events that go out to the country. Like when a Hobie event happened, uh, whose who's list is going to show up? You know what I mean? Regardless. A hundred percent, man. Like it, it, to me, if you go to one of those events and you finish in the top half, you should be proud of that finish. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, the best sticks uh, in the business right now are going to Hobie. And you want to know why? It's because it's a hundred percent payback. You yeah. know, of course, they carve some out for the TOC. But as an angler, you're okay with that because you know, hey, if I do well, I'm going to get that back down the road. I think the they're very open. They're very honest about things. Um, I think they overall ran things well um, for the most part. Um, you know, and I think anglers have just kind of really appreciated um, that the majority of the money or all the money essentially goes back to anglers at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, me, I, I've only fished two of them this year. Um, before this lacrosse event, I was in the top 25. Um, I'm a fish Darnell. Hopefully, I'm going to sneak in and, and stay in that top 25 because they're going to take the top 20 that are not already qualified. So, you got to think about it. Probably those first six people on that, you know, top angler of the year list, they're probably already going to be qualified. So, right. sneak okay, in that top saying. 25 to 26 on the list you're probably in the top next 20 to qualify for the toc so going into this year you know i wanted to win my local aoi and i wanted to qualify again for toc and qualify for the bass um you know Bassmasters classic next year so i accomplished the bass one i'm in control and in the driver's seat for the aoi locally um after this darnell event uh, now I need to do well with BOS. I mean, with uh, the Dardanelle BOS, um, so I can hopefully sneak back into the TOC and uh, you know make a run at that again. So that's it for you as far as Hobie events is the uh, Dar- I'm sorry, Darnell one. Like, other than that, that's that's, your, that's the only one you got planned for as far as Hobie events. You know, if I looked at the numbers and I felt like I needed to go to the Coosa River event, yeah. I might I might just do it. I did have it. You know, kind of circle on the calendar as, um, you know, an event I might, you know, have to run to. Uh, dude, I'm hoping, you know, if, if things go my way and, and I have a good day on Dardanelle, hopefully I, I finish in the top three and I don't have to worry about it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And this is September, right? It, it is, yes. Now, does, cause does it get weird down there in September like it does up here? Like September, the patterns go out the window. The fish don't know what to do because you know, the changing in the the weather. Like it could be hot, it could be cool, whatever. I mean, is it, it's, it's a good man. It, it's still going to be hot here in September. Okay. You know, we won't we won't have a whole lot of shad moving back um, in the shallow creek channels at that point. I mean, you'll still be kind of on a summer bite pattern 
um, in September in Arkansas. Okay. Um, however, like I say, with any river system, in my opinion, you can always find fish shallow if that's your thing, though. So, uh, but right. we'll, we'll be more of a true summer bite still in September. We don't really get uh, a fall bite pattern until mid to late October, in my opinion. So, so, so what's, what's going to be the plan? You got a little over a month and a half probably to get ready for it. Um, <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, your season's broken down pretty simple. Like, like some yeah. of these guys, they're like, I was talking, I had Russ not on the show, even though he's had, he's won two events. I think he's going all the way to Clearwater to do a Hobie event out there in California. So, like, some of these guys are just gypsy, you know, van living, matted hair, never shaved, dirty <laughs> anglers who, you know, that's what they do. Uh, you know, your, your, your season's pretty much broken down simple. Um, you know, so are you going to put a lot of time into getting ready for Darnell again and for September? That's going to be something you're going to focus a little hard on, maybe pre-fish a little bit more, go make a few weekend trips there or what? You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I thought about this earlier when you were talking about something else. But, you know, for this event I just fished um, this past weekend, I did not go pre-fish my spot. Not my main spot, not one time. And I'll tell you why. It's because local anglers have, have kind of, you know, started looking – to see where I'm at. Um, they'll kind of show up to see if my truck is in a spot, things like that. And, you know, I probably won't pre-fish for Darnell. I don't, you know, I, I kind of know where there's some fish at. Um, but, you know, purposefully, I didn't start in my main spot because I knew through the grapevine there were other people going to that spot because they knew I had one event there. Yeah. And so I wanted them to show up that morning and not see my truck and be like, where's he at? You know, it's one thing to go to a spot and, and be able to follow a guy around or watch him fish and then kind of know kind of where those little sweet spots are uh, in an area. Uh, but when you got to kind of show up and figure it out on your own, it's a whole different scenario. And I didn't roll over till 10 o'clock and that parking lot was empty by then, um, which it got pretty hot pretty quick. Um, you know, heat index was 104. Um, but as far as preparing for Hobie, I probably won't pre-fish much at all. I might you, go up there. You know, you know that term is. Uh, I hate to cut you off, but you know that term is going to be stacked because I will tell you what, Arkansas shows up. Um, I mean, I don't know how many major sticks there are from Arkansas, but like you guys aren't sh- like aren't short of any great. You know, like out of all the states I know of, like you, you got to be up there as far as like you know, in our little community. You know, whether Russ Snyder, not Russ Snyder, but uh. Cody Milton, you like just a lot of people from that area can fish. Uh, Dwayne Bailey, like all these guys can fish, and so you know it's going to be packed, and everyone's going to be traveling there because I mean it's not like Arkansas is that far out of the way, um, and yeah. so you, it's going to be a huge, big event, I think. Dude, I think it is too. I think it's going to be pushing what Lake Fork did. You know, Lake Fork, I think had over 150 people. You know, all those, all the people that travel to Lake Fork can easily travel to Darnell. You know, it's right off the interstate. It's in the middle of Arkansas for the most part. If you live in Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, Missouri, Kansas even, um, right. you're within traveling distance to this event. You know, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of those guys don't have other big tournaments to really go to when you, look, when you think about it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not a big event really that comes to Mississippi that I know of. Um, you know, there's some that definitely come to Tennessee, but, um, I don't think there's a lot coming to Missouri this year. There's not a lot coming to Oklahoma this year. Um, well, yeah, I was talking more about like Oklahoma, Kansas, like those kind of places. They have to, they have to travel 
they're kind of that weird spot, like the Midwest, where like there's just there's just no big tournaments really for them. I, said, I think for maybe like Table Rock or something like that, but like it's not like it's not like uh, the South or the the Mid Atlantic or any of those kind of places. Right. So yeah, well shit, dude, you got something to get ready for. <laughs> yeah, man, it'll be fun. You know, I I think um, I I really think angler will have to have 85 inches a day to be in the top to, to, to be in the top five you know um it's very doable out there um you know i wouldn't honestly be surprised if some some one person not saying it's gonna be me because dude you know you can you can know where the fish and you can have had good tournaments and you can go out there and, and only pull 70 something inches at a certain event so i'm not saying it's gonna be me by all means, I've been humbled plenty of times, um, you know, but I really think somebody could pull 100 inches out of Dardanelle in September um, on one of those days. It, it could definitely be done. Okay. Well, cool, man. I know you got your family and everything. I think I saw someone walking in behind you, so I'm going <laughs> yeah. to I'm I'm let you go because, you know, I get it. But uh, is there anyone you want to thank that made, that's made fishing easier for you or anything like that? Man, I tell you, I, I've hooked up with Old Town this year. Um you know, it's been an awesome relationship. Um, they've really been supportive of their staff this year um, through all, all the ups and downs of, of the tournament season. Um, you know, they, they really provide a lot of support for us. H4 Outdoors in Conway, Arkansas. Um, she Angler Bait, um, Mel Isaac, uh, makes some awesome hard bait. Um, you know, she, she's my go-to for that. Um, so I'm not going to give out too many of the secrets that I got from her, but... You need to check your stuff out. It's some good stuff. But yeah, man, other than that, you know, um, just like I said earlier, appreciate Jeff a lot for letting us piggyback off their organization there in Northwest Arkansas. Um, it's really helped us grow the sport. I know that's a whole cliche kind of deal. Right. You know, but seriously, it, it's nice to. I mean, I cleared 490 bucks this weekend at a local event, you know, three years ago. You know, I think I've, you know, won two events that year, and I don't think I won that combined. Um, right. So it, it's kind of nice uh, to be able to put in some time, some energy pre-fishing, and it actually pay off. Um, so appreciative to our partners up there in Northwest Arkansas, National State Kayak Anglers. And if you're looking to grow a club or get a club started, man, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Garrett Morgan, Instagram is Garrett Morgan Fishing, um, or those guys in Northwest Arkansas would be willing to help you find our page, National State Kayak Anglers. Um, but those guys kind of wrote the blueprint. We followed it, and it's been successful for us. We love to help people get things started. So just holler at us if you need anything. All right, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you making time to come to the show. I know this is your, uh, you're off all this week, and we're the family. So uh, congratulations, yeah. man. Good luck with all that's coming hey. up. And uh, I do can't wait to talk to you in the near future, all right? All right, man. Have a good rest of your night. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. All right, cool.